You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here again with my mama. Hello. Claire Barksdale, and we're going to be talking a little more about the blues. Yes. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, well, how did this episode of the podcast come about? Well, I have this really long blues playlist that I made. How long, exactly? It is, it is 5 hours, 25 minutes, and it took me like 3 days to make. <laughs> I'm not even really sure why I did it, but I like listening to it. And it's just a bunch of old 20s, 30s, 40s blues music. And it's just really fun, so we thought we'd make it's another... some of your favorite. Yeah, it's some it's of my really favorite blues. It's really your favorite blues music. Yeah. Is from this era. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought we'd make a podcast so we can release it. <laughs> Any excuse to release a five-hour, five-and-a-half-hour blues playlist. Yeah, just put it on shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I like about... When and you... it's only one song per artist. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. What I like about the playlist and when you make these playlists, because you make playlists for me pretty often, is that it educates me because I don't know as much about the blues as you do. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't I I wouldn't say you're an expert in the blues, but you've done some pretty in-depth research on some of the blues artists from this era. Yeah, because it's one that you particularly like. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy when you get in the mood to make these playlists because I usually learn stuff. You'll come and tell me about someone. Like, I found this cool song that I've liked, but I had no idea that it originated with this person. Or, like, uh, one of the ones, I don't know if it's on the, the playlist, but I know they're one of the ones that you love, is the Mississippi Sheiks. Yes. And yeah. their song... Uh, sitting on top of the world. So we knew of that song. Yeah. And then you started I didn't researching even know, into it. I didn't even know one person doing it. I just had heard it in like of movies. The song, right. I just heard it in movies and right. stuff and until I heard like Helen Wolf do it. And then eventually I learned it was a Mississippi Sheik song. Which is really cool. To, yeah. Like, that. To learn that the song that you knew from movies and soundtracks, things like that, like yeah. commercial use, uh-huh. basically. Uh, and then to find out it's from this era of blues that you love. Yeah. That it's that's such, where it originated It's such from. a popular song. It's crazy. Right. Yes. Like people use it in everything. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it's just a really cool thing. And uh, so I kind of threw you into your people. So when when you started telling me about this playlist... I said, I love that, but I don't know if I personally would be able to listen to all five hours in a row because, yeah. you know, I'm a mom. I have stuff I have to do. <laughs> um, but what I would love for you to do is tell me like a few essential people that I need to listen to. Okay. Well, since we're already on that, uh, Mississippi Sheiks. Yes. And that is uh, Lonnie Chapman. Uh and uh, Bo Carter, who is yeah. who is uh, originally our mentor, Chapman. So he's a 
Lonnie's brother. And uh, actually, I think the Sam Chapman, which was their other brother, and he did a lot of recording during that 60s, 50s blues folk revival. Right. Uh, when he was older. But uh, I think he was one of the first members of the group. But uh, yeah, eventually. Well, it and was, Bo Carter, you like. Yeah, on his on his as own a, as a solo yeah, he, artist, he had uh, a good solo career, and uh, he was kind of known for his uh, innuendos and right his inappropriate songs, right? And uh, but yeah, so the Mississippi Sheiks when they recorded were uh, Lonnie Chapman, Bo Carter, and Walter Vinson, which was uh, a guitar player that played, I think, with Lonnie a Ooh. lot. And so, yeah, the Mississippi Sheiks are a great one. They just have make amazing music. Uh, well, they're not making it anymore. So but. the um, sitting at the top of the world. Yeah, is that did they write that, or are they just I'm, really the first one to put that? Is it one of these? I'm not sure. Folk type blue ones. Okay. I, well, I know that kind of like that melody and the idea of it was had to have been around because right. it was. Uh, used so often, but uh, they were, I feel like they were kind of the, they were known for it. Okay, cool. Like, even if it wasn't theirs originally, they definitely had a big part in... uh, Its popularity. Its popularity and also what it is today. Right. Like, the melody and everything. Right. And the the lyrics. Cool. Okay, so so who else? Tell me more. Or do you have more to say about the Mississippi Sheik? No. I, I mean... They're great, go listen but, to them. Right. Yeah, definitely go right. listen to them. They're great. And uh, is there I'll, another artist that I can't? I shouldn't leave off. Uh, well, there's a bunch. There's, there's a, a bunch. Ton. I know. But uh, hit me with some highlights. Well, a good one is always blind. Uh, blind what? Willie Johnson. Blind Willie Johnson. Okay. Blind and Willie... I will tell you, I get confused with all of the blinds sometimes because yeah, I I have like a whole list here of. Uh, blinds or of just people that I want to talk about. And let's see. Let's see. One, uh, two, three. Just right uh, off the top. Off the top. Three blinds. So I do, I will admit, I get a little confused. So tell me about the first one and why I shouldn't know about him. So, uh, yeah. Blind Willie Johnson is one of my favorites. He's a, He's kind of known for songs, uh, like it's known for doing John the Revelator, even though it was right. a traditional song. He was kind of known for doing it. And, Which uh, is a cool song. Yeah. And he's, uh, he also has a good song called uh, Soul of a Man oh, that, he, that yeah. he's known for. And uh, Nobody's Fault But Mind. Love that one. Yeah. I love that one, too. And uh, lots of other songs, too. And uh, also for a uh, song... It's an instrumental called Cold, uh, let's see, Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a little instrumental. And actually, uh, I believe that a golden record or a golden CD of that song was uh, sent into space in like a time capsule. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I I got this book at Grimey's in Nashville. Yeah, of Blind Willie Johnson, and that was a big part. They oh, talk, that's really interesting. They talk about that a lot. So, yeah, I love along with like a Chuck Berry record right. and stuff like that. I was, love random facts and places that the blues pop up. It's yeah. such a 
integral part of the fabric of music and culture. Mm -hmm. It pops up in the coolest places. Yeah. And uh, and then there's also Big Bill Brunzi. Yeah. Who's a, he's a really great musician, a really great guitar player. He's, he's been one that you've been a fan of recently as far as, like, I'll hear you playing guitar licks, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. And you'll say, oh, it's from this Big Bill Brunzi song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Big Bill Brunzi is really great. He's a really good finger picker, and uh, in his early career, he did a lot of, like, acoustic blues. And then during his, uh, in his mid-career, he did, like, jazz swing kind of music. Oh, wow. Like a full band. It was pretty cool. And then at the end of his career, he kind of went back to that folk blues. Right. uh, During the 50s and 60s. I love artists that aren't afraid to change it up. Yeah. To explore other aspects. Yeah, me too. I I feel like that that keeps... Like, I connect with those artists. Yeah. Maybe more than someone who just does the same Mm -hmm. throughout. And, And I guess... If that's what you feel is true to your career that and true to yourself, then that's cool. But I feel like music is so multifaceted yeah. that exploring other parts and making different sounds um, makes you a adds a lot of depth to whichever style you're doing. Like yeah. if you go back to a previous style, mm-hmm. I feel like doing something different probably adds some depth to that. Yeah. And Big Bo Brunzi was super influential on a bump on a bunch of people. Right. Like uh like on Muddy Waters and Eric Clapton and Eric Clapton actually did his song Key to the Highway. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, with Derek and the Dominos. And uh Jerry Garcia Actually, uh, uh, I think he got an accordion for his 15th birthday. And after hearing Big Bill Brunzi, he traded in for a guitar. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and so that's how he started playing guitar. Wow. That's, I, I, I think. That's really but, cool. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. That's a pretty big influence yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And... uh yeah, he's influenced a bunch of people. And uh, Eric Clapton also recorded uh, a version of his song, Hey Hey, on his Unplugged Live album. I love that album. Yeah, it's a really good album. And uh, yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. Like he's, uh, yeah, he's known for a bunch of uh, songs like Alberta and right. uh, uh, Saturday Night Rub. And uh, like I said, Key to the Highway and Hey right. Hey. Uh, yeah. And so Big Bill Brunzi is really, really good one. Yeah. And I, I like that because like I said, um, I didn't know a ton about him, Mm -hmm. but I would hear you play something and it was very interesting. Like it had a, it had a, a sound that I know you like, Mm -hmm. but it was just a little bit different like there's a distinctive quality to the, yeah. the licks that you're playing yeah because a lot of the times all these blues musicians especially the early ones they kind of blend together right and because they're all playing yeah. off each other and yeah and it's a lot of blues is traditional so right. they're learning a lot of the same songs and a lot of the same styles and sometimes from the same people right and right. uh but big bull Brunzi always has that little bit of a uh, originality right 
I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, yeah, it's just... There's something that, that feels distinctive to him yes. when you play it. Yeah. yeah, even if it kind of blends in, you can adjust this little kernel of... Right. Uh, cool. <laughs> right. I, I can't explain it. It's just really, really cool how he plays. And then there's also Sunhouse. Yes. Who's a... So, I know the name, but I don't know a lot about Sunhouse. Yeah, so... I know he's influential, mm -hmm. but I don't know a lot more than that. Yeah, so uh, Sunhouse was a great guitar player and musician, and, uh, like, he... I think he... When... Do you know when he played? Like, when when his career was? Yeah, I think he started... He started uh, performing when he was 25. And okay. I think that was 1927. Okay. And in 1930. Uh, and he got really good really fast. And I'm not sure if that's when he started playing, but that's right. when he started performing. And... Uh, that makes sense. That's what... Because yeah. I hear him talked about a lot as yeah. one of the main building blocks of the blues. Yeah, and uh, he was uh he was so good that uh, Charlie Patton, who we'll talk about later. Right. Uh Charlie Patton actually invited him to uh come and accompany, accompany him on a recording that he was doing. Okay. Yeah, and I think there's an album on Spotify that's like Charlie Patton and his friends and it's in 1930. Okay. And it's, uh, I think that's like the the first recording of Sunhouse. Of Sunhouse. Okay, so he was like really early, like twenties, thirties blues. Yeah, it's not okay. not like uh, super early, like Blind Lemon Jefferson, like in nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. Right. But it was pretty early on. Right. It was oh, very influential on a lot of the uh, later musicians. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Sunhouse, actually, uh, he was a preacher, and he was very religious, and, uh, yeah, so, I think, and, let's see, I gotta check, 1943, he, uh, quit music. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, he was rediscovered in, uh, in 1964, and a lot of people had thought that he died. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, so uh, so did he just quit music. Yeah, he just quit music, and uh, did he go back to preaching? I I think that was it. I think it had something to do with the with his religion, but uh, yeah, and so they found him in 1964. In 60s, yeah, and um. Alan Wilson, who was later a member of Canned Heat, oh yeah, which is a blues band, uh, actually would sit sit down with Sunhouse and teach him how to play like himself. Wow, because he because he had forgotten, right? Because he hadn't played the guitar in how many years it was. <laughs> wow, and uh, so he. He taught Sunhouse to play like Sunhouse. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he started, uh, after he kind of got, you know, his, his, uh... Back in the... Yeah, back, his, uh, 
the feel the of muscle all. memory right, back and yeah. everything uh, that uh, he started touring again and through the the rest of the 60s and some of the early 70s he uh, toured because of that whole 60s the revival uh, of, blues revival right. and so yeah and uh, he re-retired in uh, 74 oh, okay and uh, I think he died in 88 wow that's yeah. a really cool. That's yeah. a cool story. Yeah, and he influenced people like Robert Johnson and people like that. Right, like he's yeah. very influential. Right. Yeah. Okay, I think we probably have time for like one more. Yeah. Of ones, and probably this is just gonna have to be a um, volume one of your five hour. Yeah. Five and a half hour playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably going to have to hit this again. But if I have one more person that I should know about, tell me who that should be. Well, first I'm just going to go through some other names, and then I'm going to go to that person. Okay, do so, it. So uh, some other names I had on here is Robert Johnson, of course. Obviously. Uh, he is very influential on pretty much everyone in the blues right. after him. And, uh, and then uh, Blind Boy Fuller. Okay. Which is one of my favorites. Yes. And uh, Charlie Patton. Right. Who he he had a big influence on Sunhouse. Right. And uh, Robert Johnson. And it, he actually taught Howlin' Wolf to play guitar. That's crazy. He was okay. one of Howlin' Wolf's teachers. And uh, Memphis Minnie. Yes. one of my favorites. And... Uh, I like Memphis Minnie. Yeah, me too. I and, always enjoy it when you play her songs. Yeah. And... Uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, who yeah. he he toured in like 1910s, 1920s, and he was friends he, with Lead Belly. He actually uh, taught T-Bone Walker how to play. Oh, really? The basics. Wow. Yeah, yeah and uh, so my final person that I want to talk about a little bit is Big Joe Williams. Okay. And uh, Big Joe Williams, part of the reason why he's so... Influential, influential, and probably the main reason is uh, it's unknown if it was him or his wife that wrote it, but uh, either one, they wrote Baby Please Don't Go. Which is such a cool, like, I love that song. Yeah, Baby and, Please Don't yeah. Go. Like, I don't know how many people have covered it. It's it, hard to count. So many. Yeah, it's kind of like sitting on top of the world, but... right. Except well, and for everyone what, knows it. I found that song on a Best of Van Morrison CD. Oh, yeah. And then 15 years later, I was looking through a, a bin of CDs um, like at a checkout like while <laughs> I was waiting in line. And it had uh, a CD that was Best of the Blues. Yeah. And I'm like, I've always liked the blues, but I don't know a lot about the blues. I should just pick up this CD. And it was like five bucks and it mm-hmm. had 20 blues songs on it. Yeah. And I was looking at the back of it, trying to decide if I was going to spend the five bucks on the CD. And I saw Baby Please Don't Go by yeah. Big Joe Williams. Yeah. I'm like, I love that song. And mm-hmm. I knew it from Van Morrison. I'm like, yeah. that's a cool song. So I picked up that CD and... It's still one of my favorite CDs. Yeah, that's got some great songs on. I have it up in my yeah. room. Uh, I, I'm the only one with the CD, with the CD player, player in the house. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have that CD in my room. And I, 
listen to it regularly. But that that was how I found out about Big Joe Williams. Yeah, it's that CD's got like Buddy Guy. Uh, it had all sorts of people. It really it yeah. helped me. Ray Charles, yeah. Big Joe Williams, like you said. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Big Joe Williams is just amazing. He's a great finger picker and a guitar player. He attacks his guitar. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Big Joe Williams is one of my favorites. And he wrote, Baby, Please Don't Go. So right. I don't know how you can be more and influential so his, than that. <laughs> his wife also wrote? Well, or... it's it's unknown if he or his wife wrote it. Interesting. Yeah. But either way uh, and then this is and i know it's all music and we like to sit and talk about music that's kind of our thing yeah um that's why it's so easy doing these podcasts right? just put a couple mics in front of us <laughs> exactly let us go but especially the blues because i feel like like i said so much of blues music is woven through the fabric of our culture and our lives and things that we didn't even know came from the blues. Yeah. Did come from the blues. Mm -hmm. And so I love when we get the the opportunity to talk about these different people and how they influenced each other and yeah. who they they helped along and that <laughs> one of these guys like influenced Jerry Garcia to trade in his accordion for a guitar. That's yeah. pretty cool. Like, uh -huh. That's a cool part of the history of music that came from the blues, which I love. It's such a, it's a, such a fun thing. This was yeah. really fun. It was. It went by, it went by really fast. Yeah. We'll have to do another one. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for talking with me, mama. This was Always. fun. It was and, fun. And, uh, yeah, again, this is Jack Barksdale's Root Survival. This is Clara Barksdale over here. I'm Jack Barksdale. Uh, thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Music Gear. They're a great company. They make awesome guitar straps, and they're actually making masks now, which is awesome. And uh, they got cool designs. She actually made me a custom one with, uh, with uh, a little face of a... A dog. Your named favorite Bub. dog. Yeah. One of your favorite of dogs. Favorites. It's hard to choose, Mama. This I is just true. love them all so this much. This is true. <laughs> but uh yeah, so Rocket Music Gear, they're great. And uh they make great straps and oh, a lot of things. But uh, yeah, definitely go check them out. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon.